0: Chapter 7, Passion, the Missing Link. Let the good in me connect with the good in others until all the world is transformed through the compelling power of love. Rabbi Nachman of Breslov. To live your values takes passion. Value-based living is a totally different ballgame than value-based believing. It doesn't take much to resonate with an idea and hold it sacred in your mind. But transitioning from the abstract to the concrete is another thing altogether. Value-based living demands commitment. The commitment to embody your vision through action involves feeling that without these values, my life is worthless. They are not simply aspirational messages, but rather they reflect my core and hence I am willing to pursue them even if it involves discomfort. The moment of initial inspiration quickly dissipates long before we can translate values into habituated behaviors. Neither can we resort to sheer will and determination. Fatigue quickly sets in. If we are going to take the leap from merely believing in values into the realm of actually living them, we need passion. Passion is the engine that gives depth, inspiration and continuity. Habit may get me to repeat my good values, but only passion can humanize them. Intimacy can only be achieved with passion. If we want to really connect to our Judaism and to our God, we have to find the fire within ourselves. Sarah, the Jewish leader of passion. While Sarah's husband Abraham was a scientist, finding God behind the veils of nature, she provided passion and desire for the holy, the heartbeat of conviction. Abraham passed on to the Jewish people the inheritance of straight and clear thinking. Sarah, the first Jewess, provided the inner soul, the warmth, and the flavor of belief. Make no mistake, Sarah had a towering intellect. Sarah was the first and greatest of the seven prophetesses. We are taught that she was an even greater prophet than Abraham. This is not surprising. Prophecy, per se, comes to us with what Kabbalists call our female side. Certainly, female prophets seem to have achieved their prophecy more naturally than males. Miriam, the sister of Moses, was a prophetess while still a child. And Hannah's heartfelt prayer reached the level of prophecy. When prophecy will return in the messianic era, women will outdo men in prophecy. Yet these staggering levels of holiness were not her gift to the Jewish people. Sarah's legacy is her passion. She became the heart of the Jewish people. That is why not only her merits, but Abraham's merits as well, are attributed to her. God Tests Sarah's Passion Sarah used her passion to achieve spiritual greatness. She was a genius of the soul. Just because of that, God tested her. Sarah was extraordinarily beautiful. In fact, the sages say she was one of the most foremost beautiful women ever. Pharaoh of Egypt and Abimelech, king of Gerar, noticed her beauty and took her against her will. If not for the fact that Abraham claimed to be her brother and not her husband... They would have simply disposed of him on these occasions sarah was tested as to whether she would have cleaved to the wrong parties i.e to pharaoh and abimelech instead of to her husband abraham of course sarah would not have agreed to such an arrangement at the outset but being forced into this perhaps she could come to terms with being the illustrious wife of a wealthy and powerful ruler after all Yahwas sarah a person of intense passion capable of embracing her new situation And the people who went with it. Yahweh was Sarah's big test. Would her intense passion be attached to the wrong people and to the wrong cause? To properly employ passion, one must avoid moral confusion and have absolute clarity and moral resolve. Passion can so easily drive purpose, leading us to explain to ourselves why what we are doing is really good after all. Sarah withstood this test. She remained faithful to Abraham. She made sure that her passion was driven by her values. It was this that allowed her to remain authentic to herself and to not allow her passion to cloud her vision. Sarah was a master of moral clarity. In his eulogy for Sarah, Abraham says she seeks out wool and linen. Jewish law prohibits the use of shutness, garments that are made of wool and linen together. This retains our sensitivity to the order and balance of creation. The sages interpret Abraham's reference to these materials as Sarah's ability to have moral clarity, to separate what was good from what was bad. Sarah's passion made her great because she combined it with absolute moral clarity. She never fooled herself and she never got sucked in. Sarah's decisiveness defines the Jewish people. Moral clarity operates hand in hand with distinct boundary setting. Sarah's moral clarity challenged her numerous times to draw a line in the sand. When Ishmael, the child of Abraham and Hagar, began to drift towards sinful behavior, Sarah drew a clear line and demanded his expulsion from her home. Abraham still wanted to keep Ishmael close and make him a part of the future of the Jewish people, but Sarah, with her moral clarity, made the difficult decision to oppose this realizing that Ishmael's behavior contradicted everything that she and Abraham lived for. Sarah's disagreement with Abraham was hardly some local domestic disagreement. It was about the very borders and parameters of the Jewish people with mind-boggling ramifications. Would Ishmael and his descendants contribute their enormous civilization energy as a part of the Jewish people, or would they develop a civilization of their own? God clearly came out on the side of Sarah, He tells Abraham to listen to his wife, and history was forever changed. God gives Ishmael his own blessing, and hence he became the forefather of the Arab nations and ultimately Islam. With this action set up a pattern of history. From then onwards, Jewish lineage is determined by the mother and not the father. This was part of Sarah's ability to create parameters and define the borders of expression of human behavior. Sarah's very name was given by God and came from the Hebrew word meaning to rule over. As a matriarch of all Jewish women, Sarah bequeathed these qualities to all future generations of Jewish women. This is part of the Jewish conception of female power. Female Power Female Power is not just engaged in creating life environments. It is that which creates life to begin with. The male contribution to the fertilization of an egg cell is infinitely small. It contain, contains no effort and no pain. Not so the female. She has the ability to absorb this minute speck within herself and build from it a completely new life. The child is formed physically within the mother over a considerable time. Effort and pain are involved and finally a child is born. The female is the one who nurtures. During pregnancy the womb provides a total environment for the fetus. It's food, food oxygen, warmth, and blood supply. This has to do with creating environments and providing boundaries. But there's an extra element, the element of mercy. Mercy is a fine-tuning of the environment, allowing general principles to be applied according to the specific needs of each individual situation. Hence, the Hebrew word for womb, rechem, is related to mercy, rachamem. Passion for the weak We begin every week by making the blessing of Avdala at the end of the Shabbat. Included is the blessing Borei Moorei Ha'esh, He who created the lights of fire. What we are really saying is, may we have the right passion for the week. When we are passionate about our beliefs, we are truly alive, seeing even ordinary moments as enchanted. Our spiritual future is dependent on female nurturance. The Torah of your mother to direct our passion toward our value-based goals.